Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Zombies Podcast 93. Couldn't really think up much to say this time, so I guess you could sort of say I talk a little bit about how I deal with Ashtatari, and I talk a little bit about why I may stop playing a game, or why I may return to a game I have not finished, or, you know, it's online or something, and, you know, has unlimited play, as it were. Hopefully you enjoy the show. Single white human, looking for group, my stats so high, don't be out of the loop. Got a new elite staff that you can't equip, close your mouth up, ladies, this is pure nerd nick. I'm a pixel-based fantasy, I'm Anflo Stoic, a hack and slash, who the heck's more heroic? Check me out, cloth armor, fits me like a glove, just Twitter, a time, I'm ready for love. Hang with me in my MMO, so many places we can go. I'm better than a real world quest, you'll touch my plus five to dexterity rest. So last night I was playing League of Legends, and one game went fine, and it was cool, and it was happy. But the next game we were playing, this guy was kind of being an ass hat, and I made some replies to that, and one of the guys was like, hey, thanks for saying that, I couldn't have said it better myself. So I thought, you know, maybe I will ramble about it, and give people my opinions and thoughts of how to deal with that, and, you know, how I typically deal with that. Because whenever I play games... You know, people being jerks is not okay, and I let them know that. And there's various ways you can go about doing that. For me, it really kind of depends how much they upset me in terms of, you know, who they offend, how they offend, what group are they directly or indirectly offending, etc. But most often, the case is they're just being kind of a, a typical internet jerk, and either they think themselves superior in some way, which is very easy to rebut and deconstruct that argument, or they simply don't know any better. Like they're just copying, you know, what is the norm. And that second group really isn't the one I intended to talk about, but since I brought it up, I I guess I may as well make a brief statement about it. And you kind of have to pick your arguments and battles. You know, not everybody is going to be receptive to change and you know they're just being a jerk and they're gonna always be a jerk but every now and then you know with a conversational style of that person you may see you know a glimmer of hope that you know they seem you know normal or intelligent enough to grasp you know what they are doing is wrong or hurtful to people so with this second group that I will you know call someone who doesn't know any better you know sometimes you can change their perception and say, hey, you know, that's not okay because... And, you know, they'll eventually figure out, yeah, you know, you're you're right. You know, don't expect it to happen in the course of that game. You know, it could take a while. But one example is, a few years ago, not so much these days, but people used to go, that's so gay, stop being gay, you know, stuff like that. And somebody was in a group, I think this was, mm, well, it was before I was homeless, so probably longer ago than I think. Anyways, I suppose it's not real important, but somebody was in a group and making those sort of comments, and I said, hey, you know, that's that's not okay. That's really kind of derogatory to, you know, an entire group of people. And just because, you know, it's something that is commonly said, you know, that doesn't make it really cool to say as an insult. Because it basically does, you know, dehumanize an entire group of people. And I think for most people, they don't, you know, intend to do that. So I just explained to them, you know, that's what it is. And even though it may be 
popular in the lingo these days as it was for the time. You know, the people who are offended, for the most part, won't actually speak up and say anything. And he was like, no, no, that can't be true. My best friend is gay, and he never says anything about it. He actually laughs along with it. And I was, you know, at this point I was talking to him in private tells. But I was like, dude, seriously, get him by himself in a room with just him and you, you know, a safe space as it were, and ask him, you know, to honestly talk to you about it. See if it really is okay, you know, for him as part of the group that is, you know, being offended indirectly, and in some cases directly, you know, see how he really feels about it, you know, in a private space where it's just you and him. And, you know, being an online game, I, I didn't expect to ever see this guy again, but, you know, I thought and hoped maybe, you know, something would come of it and change would happen. And to my surprise, I think it was two or three months later, I actually got a random tell back from him saying, hey, you know, I, I took your advice. I sat my best friend down in a, you know, private safe space and we talked about it. And he's like, you know, you were right. He was genuinely offended by it, even though, you know, he didn't say anything. And so now, you know, I've totally changed and I don't talk like that anymore. So in some cases, you know, people are being rude and offensive and they're just going along with what is the norm. But, you know, some people, you know, if you explain to them that the norm is not okay, you know, they will be receptive to that. But like I said, you do have to pick your battles, judging by, you know, how the person acts, you know, the rest of the time you've been in the group with them or, you know, the guild, if it's a case of a guild. You know, you have to kind of be able to judge if they would or would not be receptive. I mean, worst case scenario, they are a jerk and they just start being more of a jerk and you just put them on ignore, I suppose. Not a big loss, you know, plenty of other people around online, you know, to talk to and, and play games with. But, you know, you do have to protect yourself from being attacked or someone being abusive towards you. And, you know, worst case scenario, you just disconnect from that group or that game. And then, you know, even if you can't put them on ignore, you know, then you're you're safe and you're fine. And you can, you know, report them outside of the game or however it is you report them in that game. But back to last night's example. This guy was basically saying, that's so dumb. And I put, you know, question mark because I didn't know if he was talking about a player or if he's talking about the AI NPCs we were fighting in that game. And he kept doing it. He did it like two or three times. And then he started complaining about people KSing him. And then he started saying, oh, you guys suck. You, you need to get more kills. So how I normally deal with this kind of person is I sort of deconstruct their argument in a, you know, semi-normal, semi-rebuttal attack fashion. And as an example, my first reply was, Oh yes, I totally intended to KS you with my mine ability. For those of you who do not know the character of Ziggs, he has one ability where he throws a bomb and it turns into a bunch of little bombs, and those little bombs do small damage if the enemy runs over them. So this is like the total opposite of a KS power. Yes, I can throw them into the path of somebody who is moving, but it's like that person could easily dodge the other way or, you know, change direction before the bombs land and turn into mines. So it's not at all something that I intentionally KS with. Especially since this was like my second time ever playing the character. He's free this week, so that's awesome. I was thinking of picking him up as one of the characters I would, you know, buy with my in-game monies. 
So it's cool I get a, a chance to check him out. But anyways, it's like, you know, KSing in League of Legends is pretty much extremely difficult to do. As I mentioned before, I think in my very long chat about League of Legends, some characters are designed for, you know, high damage and some of them are designed for pushing the lane, as it were. And so, you know, unless you're a character that is designed around doing high damage, it's really difficult for you to KS anybody on purpose, you know, which is kind of implied in KSing. But we can further deconstruct his argument with the specific game we were playing. We were playing versus AI, which in and of itself is, you know, often considered on a lower rank to PvP, even though, you know, the AI on intermediate is actually tougher than real people. Because real people, you know, they hesitate and they change their mind and they do silly things. But, you know, the harder AI actually doesn't do that stuff. Anyways, side point. But this particular game was the beginner game versus AI. Now, technically, it is supposed to pair us up by what they're calling summoner level. So that's sort of like, you know, player skill level. Technically, we shouldn't get anybody who is brand new to the game. But being a beginner game versus AI, this is exactly the kind of game that a brand new player who has never played before could potentially be in. So it's like, you know, you can deconstruct this guy's argument there. Oh, you know... Of course, we're all super awesome players because nobody here is a brand new player who's learning a new character or anything. You know, it's like his argument is completely invalid. Of course, people aren't going to be great in this kind of game because this is the easiest possible game of, you know, League of Legends available games. So people should not be complaining about anybody who isn't very good because either players are brand new or maybe, you know, they're like me and they're playing a new character and so they want to go with the easier AI so they can learn the character a little bit before they get into higher level games. So this guy being a jerk, you know, he's in a completely unfounded position. If he's so awesome, if he's so much better than everybody else, why is he playing a beginner game? Why is he playing versus AI? And the line that the person said, hey, you know, that was awesome, I couldn't have said it better myself, was that I was like... You know, if all you care about is kill count, this is probably not the game for you. You should probably be playing something else. And again, you know, I was deconstructing his comments. He was saying, you know, why don't you guys kill more? Why are you, you know, not focusing on just killing the champions? And it's like, for one, this isn't a game where kill count is everything. Sure, there are champions whose kind of focus in, you know, strength is in killing other champions. But if that's all you're doing you probably would be better off playing, you know, a first-person shooter or third-person shooter where, you know, you have deathmatch games and deathmatch games are all about kill count. You know, something like League of Legends is not based around kill count. Sure, your champion gets more money. Sure, they got more experience and higher level. But at some point, and that's the point probably about 20 or 30 minutes into the game, they will cap. There's no further point for you gaining experience. There is a team of five people, unless you play three versus three, which, like I said, I don't, I don't think anybody really plays that version. But that means if you're soaking up all the experience to hit max level first, sure, okay, you're really great and really powerful, but what about those four other people on your team? Instead of, say, you know, everybody being level 15 or so, maybe one person is 18, but all the other people are going to be like level 12 or 13. You know, if you soak up that much experience, 
other people on your team are going to be falling behind, and as a team, you're going to be doing worse. Not to mention the fact that, you know, it's not just about killing. As I talked about in my very long section on it, there are, you know, lanes. There are NPC minion guys who go down the lanes, and those guys, you know, push towards victory, as it were. If you're just killing the champions, killing the champions, killing the champions, and not helping the little guys kill the towers, you know, you're never, ever going to win. The little guys and the towers are all going to be, you know, staying in stalemate. So it doesn't matter if you put, you know, the enemy champions into a penalty box, unless you gain something during the time they're in that penalty box, you've gained nothing. So, big long-winded specific explanations there, I guess, but you know, when somebody is being a jerk in a game, you know, and I realize this is not for everybody. Not everybody will be interested in replying and defending, you know, their honor or other people's honor, as it were. And I realize, you know, learning a game, you know, you're spending all your mental power, as it were, learning the game. So you don't have extra brain power to analyze stuff. You know, if you do, if you, you know, know the game well enough, if you are... I guess, mentally dexterous enough to analyze and deconstruct the jerk's argument. You know, you may want to step forward and point out why they're being a jerk, how they're being a jerk, and how they're being a jerk is stupid. You know, if you are into the rabbit way of deconstructing their argument. And, you know, that might prevent them from being a jerk. Most people, you know, tend to back off and not be such a jerk after that. Or, you know, who knows? You know, sometimes when you deconstruct somebody's argument, they do back off and they, and they do go, yeah, you're right, okay, this is a beginner game with new people. I, I shouldn't expect you to be so awesome, you know, and then either they'll be quiet or they'll be like, well, you know, I was kind of mad because, you know, so-and-so could be doing this and they're not. And, you know, it might turn them around to a point where you find out that the reason they're mad is because, you know, they actually know other characters better than the players who are playing them. And it's like, you know, instead of being a jerk about it, why don't you give them, you know, helpful tips? And, you know, sometimes, every now and then, they will, you know, turn around and and completely flip like that and be like, okay, well, try this and this and this. And then, you know, lo and behold, the jerk is now actually kind of helpful. So, I don't know, um, just some points and tips on how to maybe deconstruct a you know, jerk's argument and change the asshat to either being not or, you know, maybe actually even being helpful. Or in some cases, you know, like I said, people don't necessarily, you know, quote unquote, know any better. And maybe, you know, if you point out, hey, that's not okay. Hey, it's, you know, derogatory or offensive to a group of people. And just because, you know, everybody else is doing it, you know, that doesn't make it okay. You know, maybe those people can change. So I have some kind of random thoughts on why I may or may not, you know, continue playing a game. I've pretty much talked about these before, but 
I couldn't really think of what else to say on the podcast. So here they are again. And you know, as always, you know, my thoughts and opinions change and the games I'm playing or not playing also changes. So, you know, with the times, these reasons may also change. I don't know if it will help you understand yourself any better as to why you stop playing a game. With my recently picking up Mass Effect 3 again, I play a few times, I guess every few days. But I'd completely forgotten that I actually stopped playing because I don't like playing with certain people because they play in a different way than me. Like this one group I got put in was doing the hardest possible setting, the platinum setting, which is the fourth difficult of four possible. But they were basically exploiting the map. They ran into one corner of the map in one little box thing, which is like, I don't know, 50% completely invulnerable to damage. The bad guys have to walk around to one certain angle. And so I was like, you know, I really don't like playing with that. You know, I stuck with the group until, you know, they were done, which they wound up all dying. But, you know, it's like, you know, I don't want to run into games like that. With Mass Effect 3, there is, you know, a random find game feature. Most of the time, it will put you into a lobby of the game. But sometimes it will drop you straight in, and so you don't know, you know, what you're going to be going into. Whenever I see, you know, a gold or platinum set game where they you know, specifically choose that difficulty. I'm always very hesitant of people, you know, like that who are exploiting because that's not how I play the game. I like to play the game, you know, as the game was intended, not exploit spots like that. You know, if we're going to go and hide in a corner and the bad guys, you know, have a fair chance of, you know, shooting at us or sneaking up behind us or to the side, you know, that's one thing. That's totally fair. That's fine. I am all for that kind of challenge, even though you know it's very difficult to find a group that can manage it. But, you know, one of the reasons why I stopped playing was, you know, because of exploiters like that. It's like, you know, that difficulty level is not designed for you to find a way to abuse it and go around it. It's designed to be a harder challenge played in the same way, you know, that the lowest slash easiest setting is also designed to be played. So online people playing an online game in a fashion that was not designed to be played, I don't think, is one of the reasons why I stopped playing. I am still playing, sort of, you know, like I said, a few times, few days, week. But usually I'll be, you know, soloing. Or I guess now, specifically, I'll probably pick a difficulty setting, you know, where people won't be likely to abuse the game. And so that's you know, kind of ways I have found around the players that I don't like to play with. And, you know, I will probably still continue to play. Another reason why I stopped playing Mass Effect 3, though, was it gets pretty lonely, you know, playing online by yourself. And my friends have pretty much stopped playing. So another of the reasons why I stopped playing was because, you know, they're never around, and so there wasn't really any point for me to play. So I was going to be playing, you know, by myself. It's okay, has been a really long time since I played, so, you know, I'm kind of into playing by myself right now, but I don't know how long that will last. Another game I have stopped playing is the Dos X expansion. One of the things that kind of irked me about Dos X, and seems to also be the case for the expansion, is that the sort of difficulty level of the game isn't sort of, you know, even all the way through. It's kind of like... 
Easy to moderately difficult, easy to moderately difficult, easy to moderately difficult, impossibly difficult. You know, there's those boss fights in the first games which are, like, ridiculously hard compared to the rest of the game. And then in the expansion, a sort of similar thing has happened, I think, twice, where it's not necessarily a boss fight, but, like, the first time it was you're breaking into a prison level, and, you know, I like to go stealth, and so, you know, I stealth through the prison to get to, you know, the target goal. And then, you know, a little bit later, they send you back through it. But there's like 10 times as many guards, and so getting through them is almost impossible. As stealth, you know, I was trying to make a certain time limit. And it's like, you know, the odds are just so overwhelmingly crazy. It's it's insane. And I spent... I don't know, as much time trying to finish that one level, you know, one segment of 15 minutes of gameplay, as I had, you know, hours and hours and hours playing the entire game up to that point. So I kind of stopped playing that for a while. And then I came back and tried to approach it from a different angle and didn't really care about the time limit that I was trying to reach. And it's like, you know, eventually I got through, but it still took, you know, hours trying to get through there. I had a similar kind of experience with Dragon Age 2. There was a boss fight that I was trying to fight, and it was just insane. It took me so many tries to beat him on the setting I was at. I tried turning it down to an easier setting. And eventually, I just said, you know, forget it. I'm just going to back up to a save before that point and, you know, pick an option where I don't have to fight him. But that, again, kind of ruined the whole game for me. I was having fun. It was, you know, a reasonably good time most of the time in the game up to that point. And then I got to that point, and I died, and I died, and I died, and I died, and I died. And it died like, I don't know, 20 or 30 times, which is just ridiculous. And then, you know, like I said, I, I got to a point where, you know, one option is you give up one of your characters and basically trade her to a slaver who will do whatever terrible things to her. And it's like, okay, well, I'm tired of dying and not getting past this point I guess I have no choice I'll let you take her so then I continued further into the game and I got to another boss which there is no option for it was a small dragon wasn't even a huge dragon and just kept killing my party and killing my party and killing my party I'd go back and I'd trade out a couple of different characters in an earlier save and again it'd kill my party it'd kill my party it'd kill my party so I, I basically stopped playing there. I said, you know what, forget it. This is not worth it. So again, you know, one of the reasons why I stopped playing a game before I finish is, you know, those times where it just gets ridiculously difficult compared to other points in the game. And I don't think there's, you know, anything helpful to say about that for the player side. You know, other than maybe you can turn down difficulty, maybe you can approach it you know, with different characters if it's a game with multiple characters. You know, if a developer does put in something like that, there's really not a whole lot of options for the players, and that's not very fun. There have been a few games in the past which have been actually too long for me to stay interested in finishing. Borderlands 2 is sort of on the edge of that. I still haven't finished it. But sometimes, you know, some of these quests do take so long. It's like I'll do a quest and I'll be like, okay, now I'm kind of tired of it and I'll stop playing for a while. Neverwinter Nights 2 was just flat out too long. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning was the same way. I tend to be kind of the kind of guy that takes every side mission and every side quest possible. 
So that might sometimes be part of why, you know, I get tired of a game before it's actually done. But I think the last time I saw Borderlands 2's time thingy, I would I had been playing for like 80 something hours. And with Neverwinter Nights 2, I think I gave up around somewhere like I think I had tracked out about 60 or 70 hours that I'd been playing. And it was like, wow, this is just not slowing down at all. It's just got all this content ahead of it, which I suppose is a good thing. And I I have talked about too much content before. I think there is kind of a balance. There should be a way to, you know, finish a game within a reasonable amount of time. I would say probably most people would be happy with 20 to 30 hours. But I think once you push past that, you know, people are going to start getting bored. And, you know, people who are quote-unquote casual and only play, you know, a few hours a week, you know, something like that's going to just take forever for them to finish. You know, for some people, you know, they're perfectly happy with just a little bit, you know, over a very long time. But some people are like, oh my god, you know, I want to finish the game. So, games like that, the question is, you know, should there be a fast finish, maybe 10 to 15 hours, and then have, you know, lots of expansion content that either expands it past the finish or can be picked up at any point in the game. I don't know. I don't really know the answer to that. I think I would probably prefer that style. But again, part of that might be my fault because I am taking every single side quest. Like I think Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning could be finished in something like 10 or 15 hours if you ignore all the side quests. But then it's like, you know, is that really... The way I want to play, do I really want to run through a game and ignore all the side content just to finish it? Or, you know, is the reason I'm playing, you know, the content and the enjoyment of the world? You know, I'm the kind of guy that enjoys the content and the world more. But, you know, like I said, if it's too much, it's it's too much. I get tired of it. I have sort of a saying and the exact wording kind of changes. It's not, you know, quote I've made in stone or anything. But I have a saying that goes something like, Never play for levels or loot. The only thing worth playing for is what you can take with you outside of the game. And by that, you know, I've I've talked about it in recent podcasts. But I think for me, you know, the biggest gains I have are what will I learn as a player. You know, by playing or while playing or through playing. With my wondering why I'm still playing League of Legends, you know, there are sort of different character abilities, you know, how does this character act, how does, you know, this power work, how would I go about executing that, and, you know, what about the enemies, you know, how do their powers work, and, you know, how do combinations of champions work together. So there's sort of a a very strategic element, I think, to learning about, you know, League of Legends kind of stuff, so it is kind of still interesting to me. I play maybe a few times every few days, and it's it's pretty fun. But I still wonder, you know, it is only one map. It is only one, you know, overall goal, basically. You know, how interesting will that be, you know, long term? Mass Effect 3 has sort of a, a similar thing. There are more maps. There are more bad guy types. But, you know, once I know the AI of the bad guys, you know, what do I really have to gain? You know, there are characters I can unlock still. You know, I don't have all the characters. There are some different weapons. So I think similarly, you know, there are still things I can unlock and, you know, learn about. 
I think if I, you know, was maxed and, you know, had all the characters and all the weapons, it probably wouldn't be that interesting. Something like Borderlands 2, though, and the Diablo series is an interesting spin because they're all about levels and loot. I mean, that is the reason to play. So, you know, since I do have that philosophy, I wonder, you know, why is it I like to play those kind of games? Well, with Borderlands 2, it's pretty relaxing for a shooter. I mean, all the bad guys just pretty much run right at you. They're not really complicated AI. So it's like, you know, you're just shooting them. It's like, wah, 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 pew, 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 pew. You know, it's, it's like, you know, not terribly stressful. And it's kind of fun. I think, you know, the getting the loot is pretty much the fun experience of the game. It's kind of like a loot piñata, as the phrase has been said before. You know, loot pops out and you see, ooh, I like this one, I like this one. But I think maybe part of why I am, you know, not so interested in it is, you know, there is that point of what do I have to learn by playing. You know, all of the loot acts, you know, similarly to other loot of its type. So, you know, what do I gain as a player by playing it? You know, in terms of my philosophy, you know, it's like, it's fun, it's relaxing, it's cool. So for all those reasons, it's really fun to play. But, you know, in terms of my philosophy of what do I take with me outside of the game, I don't know, you know, that, and that could be part of one of the reasons why I kind of really want to play it some days and other days it's like, meh. So I don't know. I don't know if this helps you at all. Kind of mostly just personal stuff. But I hope, you know, if you are not so introspective, that maybe, you know, my ramblings about my introspective stuff will help you figure out aspects about yourself. So you wonder what your part is, because you're homeless and depressed. But home is where the heart is, so your real home's in your chest. Everyone's a hero in their own way. Everyone's got villains they must face. So I guess that is it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings. I have to be really super fast. My battery monitor thingy says I've got about nine minutes left. So I'm like pushing it. I'm going to run out any second now. Dead Space 3 is due out Tuesday. So watch for that. I saw an ad for Defiance on a website, which really confused me. And I I checked some info on it. And it looks like it's going to be pay to play. You know, you have to buy the box and a subscription. Which is really surprising. I thought Defiance was supposed to be 100% free to play. So that's really confusing to me. It's also supposedly due out in April. Which is doubly confusing to me. Because there's like no information about it. Apparently they are having some beta weekends in a few weeks. And then again in March. So I guess they are in beta. But there's really no information about it. Which is really confusing for something that's supposed to be launching in just a few months. If you have been looking for Neverwinter. The beta weekends are starting up soon, so check out their website on that. You might be able to squeeze into there. They are doing one of those founder pack things where you pay for it and you get into the betas. But I really don't know if that's worth it. I mean, it's supposed to be 100% free to download and play. So them charging for you to play in a beta just doesn't sit well with me. One last quick note that I almost forgot about. Rabbit's Rambling still is disappeared from the iTunes store. I still don't know what's up with that, why it got removed, or why it's not coming back. So I'm still working on trying to figure out what's up with that and if it will reappear or not. I absolutely would not want to change the name and 
you know, have to change everything about the podcast just to get it put up. I'd rather just not be up anymore, if that's the case. If you want to subscribe, you can go to my website for it. And then you can click on the RSS icon, and that should bring up the, you know, RSS feed in the new XML format. I believe you can subscribe just by clicking a link on there. You can also right-click on the RSS feed icon or the link I have in the descriptive stuff below, and then do, I think it's copy URL, and that will copy that onto, you know, your clipboard as it were. And then if you go into iTunes or, you know, what other podcast subscribing thing software you use, uh, specifically iTunes, you can click file and then subscribe to podcast and then paste in the URL you copied from my site there. And then that will, you know, kind of force it to find the podcast. And then, you know, you don't have to subscribe through going through their store. It would be sad if I was never there again because, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, a podcast is supposed to be on iTunes and that, you know, you won't succeed without them. So I am kind of really sad about the disappearance for that reason. But, you know, I always have, you know, worried about what if they get upset about something I've said or done or something. So, you know, being totally free and outside of that, you know, wouldn't bother me. So, um, again, still no news on if I will reappear on iTunes or not. But you can, you know, force your iTunes thing to subscribe. And you can just go to my site and, you know, stream it or download it from there, and that's fine, too. Like I said, I'm almost totally out of power. Hurry, hurry, hurry. So I guess that is it for this Rabbit Swamblings, and hopefully I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. I reflect on my reflection And I ask myself the question What's the right direction to go? I don't know I paste in my reminder about to me Either they think them st- you know, because it is kind of dehumanized. Because it is... Because it is... Is it... The... Little River just gets more colorful by the moment. What'll she do next? Either blow us all up or rub soup in her hair. It's a toss-up. I hope she does the soup thing. It's always a hoot and we don't all die from it. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdot.com. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.